Our Tavistock story begins in the late 1880s with Arthur Sharep Sporidovich, a white Russian loyalist who was anti-communist. He was a Russian general and claimed to be well-versed in international affairs and predicted huge world events. In 1902, he warned kings and dukes about future assassination attempts, and he was right. He also predicted the First World War due to his knowledge about the Hidden Hand, in which he called a secret group of 300 Jewish families controlling the world events. Sporidovich emigrated to New York and wrote the book Secret World Government. He was found dead in his hotel room in 1926 at the age of 59 from suicide. So who was this secret group of Jews? Spiridovich was talking about the Committee of 300. Walter Rathenau, a German politician, once stated, 300 men, all of whom know one another, guide the economic destinies of the continent and seek their successors from within their own environment. Dr. John Coleman was a British intelligence officer who gained access to a private British museum in London. It was here that Coleman discovered the highly classified documents of Tavistock. It angered him so much, he spent five years reading and deciphering them and wrote the book, The Tavistock Institution of Human Relations, Shaping the Moral, Spiritual, Cultural, Political, and Economic Decline of the United States of America. Tavistock was secretly started in 1913 and was funded by the British monarchy, the Milner Group, the Rockefellers, and the Rothschilds. Tavistock's first purpose was to create propaganda to start a war between Britain and Germany. The motivation behind the war was inspired by Germany's rapid progress on surpassing Britain with economic power. Tavistock's second purpose was to infiltrate America by establishing a centralized bank, removing the gold standard, and the degradation of women and religion. This group's mission was to establish a complete breakdown of America's values to enslave us into a cloned nation of mind-controlled robotoids. But I will get into that later. To jumpstart the program, they hired Edward Bernays. Bernays was the nephew of Sigmund Freud and was dubbed the father of public relations. He wrote three books, Crystallizing Public Opinion, Propaganda, and The Engineering of Consent. Bernays believed people were so irrational, and he believed so strongly in crowd psychology, that he could convince masses of people to do almost anything. Edward Bernays was a Tavistock coach and advisor to President Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson ran and won the presidency on the promise that he would keep America out of war. But with the infiltration of Bernays, he persuaded Congress to declare war on Germany and started the First World War. And on December 23, 1913, while all Americans were ready to celebrate Christmas, Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Reserve Act, a law that created the Federal Reserve System, the central banking system of the United States. This led to effectively abolishing the gold standard. It was now 1933 and Tavistock's mission was already 50% complete. The Central Bank of America was responsible for the Great Depression and the global financial crisis of 2007. The Federal Reserve violates constitutional law because their policymakers are handpicked by people who are behind the Federal Reserve. Their meetings are secret, and there is no transparency to what they are doing to the public. In 1932, an outspoken critic of the Federal Reserve, 
Louis T. McFadden said, We have in this country one of the most corrupt institutions the world has ever known. I refer to the Federal Reserve Board and Bank. This evil institution has impoverished and ruined the people of the United States through the corrupt practices of money vultures who control it. After the wars and the establishment of the central bank, America started to see moral decline through what historians call the new morality, or otherwise known as the birth of liberalism. It was Ronald Reagan that once said, If fascism ever came to America, it will come in the name of liberalism. In the 20s, known as the Decade of Decadence, we saw the emergence of the flapper, Women were now cursing, smoking, drinking, wearing revealing clothing, and the term loose entered into the zeitgeist. This was a cause and effect directly from advertising and music, which was pushed from Tavistock think tanks. In the 1930s, homosexuality and lesbianism became rampant, not out of any inner or latent desires, but as a means to shock the old establishment during the Great Depression. During the Great Depression, the nation was numb. G.K. Chesterton a writer and philosopher said, The moral, spiritual, racial, economic, cultural bankruptcy we are in today is not some social phenomenon, but rather the outcome of a carefully planned Tavistock program. The birth of MIT, the National Institute of Mental Health, Stanford Research Center, and the Wharton School of Economics were founded by Dr. Kurt Lewin, John Rawlings-Reese, and Margaret Mead arguably the best Tavistock social engineers of all time. Believe it or not, through the minds of these leaders came the brainwashing and propaganda for World War II, Vietnam, the Korean War, the two Gulf Wars, and every war that has followed after. Maurice Strong, a Canadian oil and businessman, was the president of Canada's power corporation, pushing the climate change agenda in the 1960s. What you may not know is that Maurice was also a big power player in Tavistock's social engineering machine, and he held the Conference of 1980. He gathered occult think tankers, social engineers, cybernetic experts, and futurologists to discuss what they wanted to see happen in the 1980s. Here is a list for the Tavistock Conference of 1980. Women entering the corporate world, racially mixed breeding, the rise of Oprah Winfrey to normalize mixed marriage, youth rebellion, lesbian moms, the emergence of the fake green movement, stressing the importance of meditation and Kabbalah to confuse Christians, the infiltration of hip-hop with gangster rap, and the New Age movement. So what do you think, America? Were they successful in the 1980s? It's amazing, isn't it? Do you think it's a coincidence that we started calling America the homeland after 9-11? And the Showtime and Showtime popularized the show Homeland. Did you know that the word homeland comes straight out of the Communist Manifesto? These social scientist wizards understand you better than you understand yourself. They can profile any audience to accept lies, and they know you won't even question it. They can profile any audience to accept lies, and they know you won't even question it. Unless, of course, you have broken your programming. When we think of the word intelligence, we usually think Mossad, CIA, MI6, but never do we think Tavistock. 
Did you know that the majority of CIA and MI6 operatives get their training at Tavistock? Here is a list of what they learn. Metaphysics, mind control, behavior modification strategy, ESP, hypnotism, esoteric knowledge, Satanism, and Manichaean theology, which is understanding the duality of good and evil. According to Dr. Coleman, the best-kept secret and research that came out of Tavistock is the three-system response. The three-system response is how the population reacts to stress resulting from a contrived situation. Contrived situation is a crisis management exercise for world leaders. An example of a contrived situation was the attack on Pearl Harbor in December of 1941. During a crisis, the first response is superficiality, which is the condition that manifests when a group reacts to a threat by adopting shallow advertising and slogans, which they attempt to pass off as ideals. Because the cause of the crisis is not identified, it leaves the population confused and this phase can last as long as the controller wants it to. The second phase is called fragmentation, in which panic strikes and social cohesion falls apart. This results in society to break up into small groups, forming different attitudes and beliefs due to media manipulation. No one is on the same page, no one is getting the truth, and people become divided. This causes civil unrest, protests, and verbal fights, all caused by humans failing to identify the cause of the crisis. The third phase is called the fantasy trip. This is what Tavistock calls dissociation. In this last phase of the psychological operation, people have been so traumatized from the false flag event they block it out, lose interest, and all hope in humanity. This dissociation causes people to allow their liberties to get taken away, which ushers in communist legislation without a fight. Julius Caesar once said, divide and conquer. The powers that be have been using contrived situations and false flag events to shock and traumatize the world since the beginning of time. The JFK assassination, Waco, O.J. Simpson car chase, Columbine, 9-11, Sandy Hook, Orlando shooting, Las Vegas shooting, all of these things had crisis actors, and you can even research that one. Do you think all of these shootings at schools, post offices, churches, concerts, and shopping malls were just a coincidence? According to Dr. Coleman, they were carried out by mind control subjects who were carefully profiled sought after and put on dangerous mood-altering drugs like Ritalin and controlled by DARPA computer programmers. Remember the national story about Molly Tibbetts, a jogger who disappeared for a month and was found dead in a cornfield from Iowa? At first, her alleged killer said that he heard voices in his head and that the media had a heyday with him saying that. Now, you cannot find that anywhere on the Internet. Did you know that Molly Tibbetts' dad was an architect for the Clinton Foundation? He actually designed the orphanages in Haiti. And if you do a quick internet search of killers who hear voices, it is astonishing. And I also recommend the book Program to Kill by David McGowan if you want to learn more. When I think about what has happened to women in America, it is easy to see how it has been done in hindsight. From the flappers to pornography, we can see that Tavistock is really good at what they do. Remember Fifty Shades of Grey? This was another mind control experiment that you could do in your own bedroom. 
The pain and fear that comes with sadomasochistic sex causes the brain to the pain and fear that comes with sadomasochistic sex causes the brain to push blood away from its executive decision-making area, the frontal cortex, which results in an altered state of consciousness in both the giver and the receiver, like doing cocaine. Do you ever wonder why certain books or movies get propped up? This always raises a red flag for me. Herbert Hoover was the 31st president of the United States. He was a Republican and was reluctant to become involved with the Federal Reserve. He believed in strengthening American business and believed that individual reliance on banks would weaken the economy. There is speculation from Dr. Coleman that his reluctance caused the stock market crash of 1929, which led America into the Great Depression, as a punishment to him and the American people. Tavistock engineered the Cuban Missile Crisis as an attempt to sell the FEMA program to John F. Kennedy. It was another rejection by Kennedy, and he died that same year. Tavistock immediately signed a contract with NASA to ramp up public opinion on space. Ronald Reagan was another president who was reluctant to fall in line, and there was an assassination attempt on him. During Reagan's presidency, the committee had a secret meeting to make sure after his presidency that they remained in control with their candidates of their choice. George Herbert Walker Bush was next in line. He was former director of the CIA and the vice president to Ronald Reagan. He was a member of Skull and Bones at Yale and was married to Barbara Bush, who keeps fetuses in a jar in her home and who is allegedly Aleister Crowley's daughter or son, by a striking resemblance. Bush gave the famous New World Order speech following the Gulf War of 1991. And next, we had Rhodes Scholar Bill Clinton, then George W. Bush, and then Barack Obama. With these presidents came even more social engineering, false flags, and corruption at the highest levels. John Coleman once said, we have been brainwashed into believing that communism is the greatest danger we Americans are facing. This is simply not so. The greatest danger arises from the mass of traitors in our midst. Our Constitution warns us to be watchful of the enemy within our gates. These enemies are the servants of the Committee of 300 who occupy high positions within our governmental structure. The United States is where we must begin our fight to turn back the tide threatening to engulf us, and where we must meet and defeat these internal conspirators. Trump was the most difficult president for Tavistock. He was discussed in a couple of Tavistock journals written by James McKay, the director for Tavistock Coaching. In 2016, he expressed concern that based on Trump's personality, he would be very difficult to coach. And in 2018, he discussed how Trump is like a trickster. Is this a confession that Trump was not falling in line? Or was that, or that he was steps ahead of the committee? This we will never know. Another modern goal of the Committee of 300 is the emergence of the technotronic era. In the book Between Two Ages by Brzezinski, he says, the technotronic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite, unrestrained by traditional values. 
Soon it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. The Beatles might be one of the biggest psychological operations ever played on the world. The Beatles were part of the counterculture, pushing rock music and LSD in the 1960s. The baby boomers fell in love with them, along with the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and other folk artists of that time. What people may not know is that there was a man by the name of Theodore Adorno, who allegedly wrote all of the Beatles' songs. Theodore was born in 1903 and died in 1969, right before the Beatles broke up in 1970. According to the Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, according to the Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, he claimed that the Beatles were a terrible band that could hardly play their instruments. He claimed that they were semi-illiterate when it came to music. When the Beatles' catalog was put up for sale, it was purchased by Michael Jackson. There was much ado about why Paul McCartney was not able to own the music himself. This is because Paul did not own the rights to the music. He did not write the music. Theodore Adorno's estate owned the songs, and it was the estate of Theodore Adorno that sold the catalog to Michael Jackson. John Lennon knew about the corruption and was completely aware of what was going on. He knew what he was a part of and started voicing his opinion about it. He called the men who controlled the world psychopaths, and in return was called a loose cannon. During a Playboy interview, Lennon discussed the unforeseen liberal impact LSD was having on human civilization, and that the powers that be were up to massive social manipulation schemes. We all know the fate of John Lennon didn't last long when he was gunned down in front of his apartment by a Manchurian candidate, Mark David Chapman, ordered by George H.W. Bush. It has been written that the CIA forced Yoko Ono to keep gravitating Lenin towards the social fringe, and that she was a program multiple herself. Today, people are still distracted with what the elite call the bread and circuses of baseball, football, endless Hollywood, and social security. Nothing has changed. The program is so good. If you were to try and explain this to someone, they would think you are crazy. That is how good the programming is. Because after all, if you don't program your mind, someone will program it for you. And it makes me remember the Tavistock whistleblower, Arthur Sharep Spiridovich, the man who took his own life at the age of 59. Or did he? Did he know too much? The Tavistock Institute is unique because it has the independence of being entirely self-financing, with no subsidies from the government or other sources. The action research orientation places in between, but not in, the world of academia and consultancy, and its range of disciplines. The Tavistock Institute is unique because it has the independence of being entirely self-financing, with no subsidies from the government or other sources. Its range of disciplines include anthropology, economics, organizational behavior, political science, psychoanalysis, psychology, and sociology. The ideology of American foundations was created by the Tavistock Institute of Human Relations in London. In 1921, the Duke of Belford, in 1921, the Duke of Bedford Marquess of Tavistock, the 11th Duke, 
gave a building to the Institute to study the effect of shell shock on British soldiers who survived World War I. Its purpose was to establish the breaking point of men under stress, under the direction of the British Army Bureau of Psychological Warfare. When American evangelical E. Grandison Finney became a minister, he realized he needed to create a disturbing sermon through fear, shock, and emotion to heighten suggestibility in his people. Finney began to deliver sermons loudly, filled with emotion, and this was the birth of evangelism. Evangelism. It also became known as the Boston Movement, exemplified in hysterical rants which made it very clear that these men were more interested in making a dollar than actually helping anyone. Finney's techniques inspired the creation of the Children of God Church in the 1960s. The Children of God cult promoted pedophilia and mind control. The Children of God cult was protected by the Chilean dictator Pinochet at the time. River and Joaquin Phoenix were members of this cult as children. River revealed as a child that he was forced to have sex with adults when he was just four years old. Rose McGowan and Julian Assange were also victims of this cult as children. Rose McGowan was another victim of this cult. Another cult group called The Family in Australia was created by Anne Hamilton Byrne. Anne claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ living under a master who came to earth. The children who were under her supervision were frequently dosed with psychiatric drugs and isolated from each other. This technique is reminiscent of MKUltra, Project Monarch, and other CIA-controlled illegal experiments. Julian Assange was a member when he was a child. Psychologist Sigmund Freud settled in Maresfield Gardens when he moved to England. He was given a mansion by Princess Bonaparte. Tavistock's pioneer work in behavioral science along Freudian lines of controlling humans established it as the world center of foundation ideology. Tavistock's network is now extended through Stanford Research Institute, MIT, Hudson Institute, Center of Strategic and International Studies, the Heritage Foundation, and the Heritage Foundation. The Center of Strategic and International Studies at Georgetown is where members of the State Department, U.S. Air Force, the RAND Corporation, and the RAND Corporation are required to undergo indoctrination under the Tavistock Institute. Two other secret groups are the American Ditchley Foundation and the Montpelerin Society are other conduits for instructions to the Tavistock Network. The Tavistock Institute developed the mass brainwashing techniques which were first used on American prisoners of the war in Korea. These brainwashing techniques have been widely used on the public in efforts to modify individual behavior through topical psychology. Kurt Lewin, a German, became director of Tavistock in 1932. He came to the U.S. in 1933 as a refugee, the first of many infiltrators, and set up the Harvard Psychology Clinic which originated the propaganda campaign to turn the American public against Germany and to get us into World War II. In 1938, Roosevelt executed a secret agreement with Churchill, which in effect ceded U.S. sovereignty to England because it agreed to let special operations executive control U.S. policies. To implement this agreement, Roosevelt sent General Donovan to London for indoctrination before setting up the Office of Strategic Services, 
the OSS, which is now the CIA. The entire OSS program, as well as the CIA, has always worked on guidelines set up by the Tavistock Institute. Tavistock Institute originated the mass civilian bombing raids carried out by Roosevelt and Churchill purely as a clinical experiment in mass terror. All Tavistock and American Foundation techniques have one single goal, to break down the psychological strength of the individual and force them to surrender to the new world order. The methods of Freudian psychotherapy induce permanent mental illness in those who undergo this treatment by destabilizing their character. The victim is then advised to establish new rituals of personal interaction, that is, to indulge in brief sexual encounters which actually set the participants adrift with no stable personal relationships in their lives, destroying their ability to establish or maintain a family. Another prominent Tavistock operation is the Wharton School of Finance at the University of Pennsylvania. They are also connected with NASA. The infamous MKUltra program involved dosing unsuspecting citizens with LSD, and their adverse reactions were studied as if they were guinea pigs. These experiments resulted in mental illness and death. All of this information came out. Trials were had, but there was no justice to what had been done. Sandoz AG, a Swiss drug company, developed LSD, and this company was owned by S.G. Warburg. Roosevelt's advisor, James Paul Warburg, was the son of Paul Warburg, who wrote the Federal Reserve Act and helped set up Tavistock. See how this all connects. See how this all connects? Another key component to Tavistock is the Ditchley Foundation, founded in 1957. The American branch of Ditchley is run by the Rockefellers and the Council on Foreign Relations. They are dubbed Through the Looking Glass. Interesting nickname, I would say. Tavistock was created and operated solely for the purpose to bring in a new world order over the American people. The Rockefeller Foundation also has its tentacles in controlling world agriculture. They control programs throughout Mexico and Latin America. The independent farmer is a threat to the New World Order. There are many Tavistock institutions in the United States. Some of them are Flow Laboratories, Merle Thomas Corporation, Walden Research, Planning Research Corporation, the Brookings Institute, Hudson Institute, National Training Laboratories, Wharton School of Finance, and the Institute for Social Research. These think tanks are responsible for brainwashing, indoctrination, and mind control, and are still strong and operating today. I will leave you with that to do your own critical thinking. Until then, stay safe out there, and don't stop questioning the world around you.